Welcome on once again to the uh, the Cardiff City phone-in on our, our new platform place. So we've got Steve Wiggins joining us in a bit and uh, Nigel Blue's resplendent in a marvellous Cardiff City uh, top there. I haven't seen that one before, actually. Oh, no, it's that time of year, hasn't it? Autumn's arrived. Yeah, oh, it does, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in, I'm in the, you know, I mean, this is my studio, but it's also known in the house as the garden shed. So I've got a little <laughs> heater on underneath the table. But uh, David Collins, thanks for coming on, on the show tonight. Dave, I wanted to get you on because obviously, you know, as a journalist, you, you've, been, you've been covering Wales games recently. So, it's, you know, you, you've seen various things going on. Um, you were at the, uh, was it the under-20s, under-20s, under-21s? When, um, did, you, did you go to that one? It was a Gibraltar game you went to, wasn't it? The, the friend um, and then the main event last night. Well, I've been to a couple of uh, Wales games lately. There was a curious arrangement in Newport where... Wales under 21 played Liechtenstein's under 23. I think they won 4-0. Ruben Cole was excellent. He scored two goals and he was, you could just see he was um, streets ahead of the rest of the uh, players. His brother played. And I, uh, uh, so that was an enjoyable uh, encounter. Then I was in Gibraltar. No, I wasn't in Gibraltar. I was in Wrexham for the game against Gibraltar on Wednesday. That was a nice you know, opportunity to be up in Wrexham. It was a very, very one-sided affair. Yeah. Plus some good performances from, you know, Charlie Sam. We can talk about this later, but, you know, he Charlie, good, didn't he? Charlie Sam. He looked very good. Yeah. He looked, he was spraying passes around the pitch in a sort yeah. of Glenn Hoddle style, but he put in one crunching challenge in a Robbie Savage style. And <laughs> You could almost hear the crunch around the ground. Yeah. Uh, so he did well, and you know, low. In the second half, our back, th- our back three was Lockyer, Low, and oh gosh, who was the other one? I'll tell you, who it was it was Regan Poole. Oh, okay. Regan, yeah, ex Newport, ex Cardiff Trialist, I think. So yeah. it was all Lockyer and. Um, uh, and low, and I thought oh, you could see that. And then, well, last night was just another level again. Yeah. Um, the, the the Gibraltar game. Hi, Steve. By the way, thanks, uh, Steve. For You've been sorry, um, We're talking to Dave first because we, we we think he might be having to indulge in his showbiz lifestyle later, so he may have to <laughs> leave us in a bit. So we just talk. And of course, he's he's a journalist, Steve. So he's been covering all these different games, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we talk about Cardiff City connections as well because there is there is one, isn't there, with, with a particular goal actually, uh, which happened. But are you are you um, two things for you then, David? Are you? It sounds like you are fairly excited for the future of football in Wales. You know, are there lots of good good younguns coming through and fringe players? Well, if you'd asked me a fortnight ago, I would have been a bit gloomy. Not even a fortnight, maybe a week. Yeah, I'd have been a bit gloomy, and I thought, why are we playing Gibraltar? I could see the PR value of it, but I thought that kind of works best if you play Mullin, and he, Mullin wasn't in the squad. And maybe it's, if you'd have played Gibraltar at the Cardiff City Stadium, you know, 10,000 would have been lost. If you'd have played at Swansea, that would have looked a bit patronising. And I thought playing at Gibraltar um, in Wrexham was a masterstroke. And to give these youngsters an opportunity, Savage played the whole game. As I say, um, uh, Poole and uh, Lowe were superb. Uh, what's the name? Jordan uh, James, JJ. He's yeah. become almost undroppable. I, I, he really, for a guy who was in Birmingham, for a guy yeah. who was in and out of Birmingham, 
He's become undroppable for Wales. He was superb. Kiefer Moore scored two goals. They're always good to, for a striker to score two yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. The second half died a bit of a death because we made so many changes. Uh, and Gibraltar were fairly happy to keep it to 4-0. And we weren't going to get injured and break the guts. So the second half, you know, faded away a bit. And my five-hour drive down the closed roads of Shropshire and Merthyr Tidville took a little of the shine off the game. But, you know, I, I, I thought, well, that's not a bad uh, outing. But last night, mm. well, I think it's the most impressive Wales performance since 2016. That uh, game when we beat Russia 3-0 was, I think, one of the best performances in British sport, never mind Welsh football. But last night we beat a proper team, Croatia. They, I mean, they were in the, they get these teams get to the World Cup final, and you know they beat England in the semi-finals. It was a tremendous result, and we thoroughly deserved it. A couple of hairy moments here and there, obviously. But um, so go to go back to the question, Steve. Yeah, very very. Um, Optimistic now. You'd like to think that we uh, we would beat uh, Armenia away. You'd like to think that, yeah. and then it comes to um, uh, I nearly used uh, an expletive there, but it comes to um, a do or die battle against Turkey. And I think I think Turkey are volatile. If it was away, well, I'm not quite sure. But yeah. at home with thirty thousand fans of the Red Wall. You know, maybe with Ramsey and certainly Johnson back, but who would you drop? You know, all of a sudden it's it's glass, not even half full. It's glass three quarters full. How, how full is your glass, there? Pardon? How full is your glass? Uh, it will need a bit of help soon, uh, Steve. <laughs> um, but um, and also as well, at the end of the game, I noticed last night that the whole. Uh, of the backroom staff really embraced Paige because of all this noise about Robert yeah, and one yeah. another. And it was very much, very, very much together stronger. Mm. And the crowd will, you know, urge them over the line. And then, you know, you have to say our chances of qualification are, are looking good. Plus, of course, we have this um, opportunity via the, the, uh, the playoffs, you know, the, whatever yeah. it's called, the um, Nations League, isn't it? Well, let me so, bring in. Uh, we're talking about top top strikers. So Steve Wiggins is with us tonight. You know, he was <laughs> he was uh, well lethal. You know, he really yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him know, on the picket. Wiggins. I've seen him on the picket line as a great striker. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. So, Steve, you, what, what, what's your what's your? You know, we're talking about Wales, obviously, to begin with, because at the moment there's no City games. We've got on to Bristol City a bit later on. It's way off yet, but. Um, What's, what's your thoughts? You know, we, we, I, I'm guessing you were surprised, were you? Uh, a little, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what I liked about the uh, match last night was the tempo we started off on. And it is something which the city would do well to adhere to as well, especially at home. And we were straight on the front foot and, yeah. and caught them on the hop, I think. And, you know, realistically, we, we blew them away the first 20 minutes. OK, we may not have scored there, but you know, I, I think they were surprised how, how forceful and... and 
how we got on that front foot straight away was it was really impressive and it was, it was just what the doctor ordered he got the fans up and it's something that um yeah like i say i hope mr bullets wash him because it, it does make a difference when you start the game well we all know that you know and you you you're pushing sides back you've got the the wing backs bombing on or the full backs bombing on creating chances and it looked like we we could have scored any time you know brilliant we don't yeah, do it was, that. It was a very lively I opening. I remember I remember writing a lively opening. Dye Brooks was out of this world. Brooks, most yeah. of the most of the press gave Harry Wilson star man, and yeah, he scored two goals. Dye mm. Brooks was tremendous, I thought. He, he's um it's good to see him back because obviously he was out for quite a long, long time. Um Nige, um what, what you know, Harry Wilson, former city player, of course, you know. Banging in the goals, Kian Ashwood knocking him in the back of the net. You know, one for Cardiff City. Where would the Wales teams be? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I've got red, green, and yellow fireworks going off outside the the window. Okay, yeah, right. I don't know if I celebrate well last timed. night. Well <laughs> but yeah, it was a tremendous, tremendous. I've got to be honest. I had the uh, the group ticket, and I think if it wasn't for that, I might not have gone last night because it was partly because it was Sunday night football. I, I, it's not great to go and see a game on, on a Sunday night, um, and partly yeah. I think like a lot of Welsh fans, I don't think there was a great deal of optimism about how this was going to turn out. This campaign was it's been pretty flat, hasn't it's it? It's like fizzling out, wasn't it? At one stage, yeah, talking about yeah. fireworks. Um, so to go down there last night, and it, you did feel the atmosphere before kickoff. It was building nicely and. David and Steve uh, mentioned, you know, the Wales were at it from the off. I think they had a chance in the first 25 seconds, if I remember rightly, and another one before two minutes. So, um, and yeah, it, it was the forward play. Page has come under a lot of criticism, and I think one of the mistakes is he stopped playing five at the back and he reverted to that last night. And, and that seemed to give Wales the platform to get forward, a bit of stability. And of course, those two boys in midfield, Abadou and um, Jordan James, what a game they both had. Uh, and everything came from there because we got those flair players. We know Wales have got flair players. You've got just got to give them the opportunity to to show that and to play. And they, they had the right platform last night. In a way, in the last uh, group games against Armenia and Turkey, they were playing to their strengths to a certain Sorry, degree. Beginner's error uh, going off there. Sorry, yeah. I'm just trying to see if there's any messages coming in. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Naj, carry on. Yeah, no, it was it was just a fantastic result and a fantastic. Uh, for me, that was the best Welsh performance I've seen in quite a few years, arguably since uh, Belgium in, in Euro twenty sixteen. Because yeah. even though we've been in Euro campaigns and World Cup since, they haven't quite hit that level of performance for the whole ninety minutes as they did last night. I am sorry, sorry about that. I, I don't know whether Nigel, if you were able to see if there's any any um, chat coming. Yeah. No, nothing at the moment. Just, okay, so just, if you want to take part in the conversation, then give us a shout. I don't know if any of you can share this on social media while it's going out somehow or other. I don't know if we can do that, but that, that would be good. Um, that, um, well, I'll stick with you, Nigel, for now. That Kean Ashwood goal was something special, wasn't it? Brilliant. He's a very good player, and um, I've heard a lot about him from, a, you know, about three or four years I've been away at Vashworth, and... Um, there's a guy I know in Barry who used to be a, a manager of Torquay and he was looking at him. He's been scouting at, at Wolves and Southampton. And I said to him, are you interested? You know, what, what do you think of me? He said, he's a really good player, stands out in the Cardiff team. I'm not so sure about him for a higher level. And I said, great, because I don't want you to take him anyway. Oh, right. But, you know, um, he, he was um, that goal he took uh, the other night, that brilliant finishing and really good technique to it. 
Uh, and that was a brilliant result for the under-21s, wasn't it? Too? Because they, they've opened up with two great results in a yeah. drawing Czechoslovakia. It was great. It just feels like the last week, Wales has come back to life Seemed to have turned a corner, yeah. 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 It's just like someone's flicked their switch and, yeah. and, uh, on the wall. And is there, well, what explanation can we give for that? Well, I tell you who's flicked that switch, I think, is Noel Moody, because if those yeah. comments that be believed yeah. about Roy Keane, then we'll... I, I suppose we might never know. Then that seems to have galvanised the squad. Could you give us a um, flavour of those comments without being any at all, you know? Well, the the, the rumour according to uh, the Sun was that uh, they wanted uh, Wales were looking for a, a high-profile, big-name manager, and were looking at Roy Keane. I don't know back uh, early in the year, mm. and if we'd lost yesterday, or maybe not even won, then. Um, you know, firmer inquiries might have been made. And uh, that seemed to galvanise the squad, you know, the whole together stronger thing. Um, Ashford, of course, he scored four goals for City in the um, early rounds of the uh, Nathaniel uh, Cup, yeah. the uh, sort of uh, Curry Premier League Cup. And he's been, he's been, you know, just bubbling below the surface of the first team squad, I think, with the... Uh, the Caribou Cup, etc. So um, he certainly wonder what a tremendous volley he scored. Did you see the interview with him after the game, David? With Ashford? Yeah. No. They did one of these things where, you know, they they they, 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 they played back the goal to him and they got his response and he, he, he seemed um, really kind of level-headed. Ah. You know, he appreciated what a great moment it was for him and how much, you know, for the team and everything. <laughs> But yeah, he came across really well, you know, because it's um, I did see a wonderful interview with Robert Page on Scorior last night with um, uh, Shauna Davis. And Page was really filling up with emotion because it meant so much to him. And she was almost in tears as well. It's, it was only five minutes because uh, she couldn't go on much longer. It was a wonderful interview. Mm-hmm. And it just showed. You felt the page wanted to stick a big two fingers up to the rest of the world. Yeah, you and, do, uh, you do. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, to be to be uh, to be first, Steve. Before you know that result last night, um, I, I don't. You know, football fans are a fickle bunch. You know, um, you know, whatever whatever level we're talking about, there was a fair bit of pressure on. You know, on on, on the page. Obviously, you know, he came in with limited experience you know took over during a kind of a, a crisis um some of his tactics were criticized you know you, you know is, is he good enough for the role but um i think david alluded to it then he, he seemed to certainly make the point you know vociferously you know but we're a team we're together i'm proud to be your manager and i got no intention of going anywhere you know i think the thing about it um Altogether, Steve, is he was on a really bad run of results, as we all know, and he he probably realised, like Dave just alluded to, that if he if we drawn that game last night or God forbid lost it, then could have been a goner. The chop the chopper was was there waiting to be uh, waiting to be put over his head. So, um, but it looks like he's you know he's got all the squad together, and you, and you could tell the end of the game, uh, like, like the guys have said, you know, the, the circle, the end of the match, 
and there's a there's a togetherness there for sure. But uh, it's just really strange how everything bang has just gone, and especially with two of our stars missing from the starting lineup as well. When I when you looked at the lineup, you thought, well, and I, and I, I thought, well, God, you left Daniel James out. I wouldn't mind. I would have played him personally, but you know, but it, it worked out okay. You know, we obviously had a plan to bring him on second half, but uh, when three of your main threats are not in the starting lineup, you think, well, we'll be lucky to maybe come out of it with a draw. So. But fair play to him, you know. And uh, like I said, he, he must have had them fight. Well, they were all fired up in the changing rooms. They seemed to be all for one, sort of very together, didn't they? You know, all for one, one for all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think James was carrying a little bit of a knock, which is why he didn't start. Because I was surprised he didn't start as well. Yeah. Um, I can understand some of the the noise around uh, Page because if you're playing players from you know, the top clubs in the countries, you know, Ben Davis of Spurs, you know, Premier League players, you know, Cardiff City, um, then you might look at Paige and say, well, sorry, who are you? What have you achieved in the game? And as a player, he was a good journeyman championship player, but he's not a Giggs or a, a Mourinho or a Keane. So I can understand it, but he is responding in the most effective way and he is, you know, he's pushing the country forward, maybe more with his heart than his head. But, you know, he's, he's I think last night was a massive result for, for him in particular. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Paige, he's a really nice guy, very honest, isn't he? But I think he has been found wanting tactically. He's looked naive. I mean, Steve alluded to results being poor. The performances have been dreadful the last year or two. But Make no bones about that. And that World Cup was uh, terrible. Um, and the, the Armenia game last month, the home game, was just shocking the way you said about that game. So I get where the criticism has come from. Um, and it's, there's been, you know, he's on this four-year contract, which I think was a big ricket anyway to put him on that length of contract. But yeah, I was a bit surprised at that. Yeah. I think the World the World Cup, I think it was, a, to be honest, it was a case of rabbits caught in the headlights. You know, yeah. it, it was a massive thing for the country, and, and we weren't ready for it. It was boiling hot, and, and it just didn't work. We were there, and I just think we just got a bit overpowered by the whole occasion of it all. But with the exception of Armenia, most of the results have been either okay or expected. You know, a bonus away in Croatia, all right, losing to Turkey, you're going to get that. But if we'd beaten Armenia, I think the, the climate would have looked yeah. very, very different. Um, he's, he's, he's lost a couple of big players, but, you know, Gunter was, you know, ready to retire. Hennessy, I think, is probably being persuaded to stay on because, look, Wayne, we haven't got anyone else, you know. <laughs> if, any, if anything happens to Danny Ward, I think I might have had a go in goals, you know. Because, <laughs> I don't know, we had, four, we had four goalkeepers last month in the squad, didn't we? Well, we had Tom <laughs> King. I don't know. <laughs> Is Tom King ex Newport? I think he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, I couldn't tell you where he is now. The lad at Sheffield United. Well, I rest my case. The <laughs> the, the, the lad at uh, Danny Ward is at. Um, well, he's not even on the bench at least. No. See, no. Uh, the guy at Sheffield United uh, is it Davis? Ben. Yeah, he was injured, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, well, I'm Davis was it? Yeah. Uh, and we, and we just haven't got. I was at Cardiff Met the other week, uh, and they were playing uh, Barrytown United, and their goalie is very, very good. 
And if he was a bit taller, I think he would be on the EFL radar, you know? So They, they said that about Nigel in the old days. <laughs> uh, I was in goals yesterday. Yeah. 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 Stand up, Nigel. Sorry, you asked up. Sorry. <laughs> I, can always throw an, I can always throw an SOS out for Frank Parsons. Remember him? <laughs> yes, yes. Frank Parsons. Yeah. Well, since you've mentioned Cardiff City, right, um, David, could you possibly introduce us to um, the new Cardiff City legend? Is, is, is yes, that... I have a new uh, addition to my life. It's a new, uh, a new lady in my life, gentlemen. And there is a Cardiff City connection. So there is a Cardiff City connection to this young lady <laughs> whose name is Trix. His name is Trixie. Now, why is she called Trixie? Ah, look. I just show Mrs. Wiggins. She loves cats. Trixie. Uh, uh, come and see Trixie. Put him up again. <laughs> Mrs. Wiggins. It's Tri What's her name? Dave Trixie. Her name's Trixie. Hello, cat. Oh, hiya. Hello. <laughs> Oh, she's small. She's so tiny. She's about 12 weeks old. Now, when Cardiff City won the FA Cup in 1927, yes. um, they adopted a cat uh, on the way to the final, I think from Southport. And the manager said, or the owner of the cat said, well, oh, that's okay. But if uh, if you get to the final, I want a free ticket. And the name of the cat was Trixie. And Trixie was a black cat. So Trixie is going to be our good luck charm this year, oh, isn't she? Great. How old is she? How old is she oh, she's about twelve weeks. Oh. She's oh tiny, God. she's in there, but uh, she's doing very well. So that's my current um, distraction from all things. All things. Uh, it's a shame it's a black and, and white cat, really. Though, isn't it? You know, you know, it's a shame it's a black and white cat. You know, it's a nod to our friends down west, isn't it? Really? No, no, it, no. It's, it's it's Trixie. Trixie was a black cat. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, well done. Anyway, uh, so there we go. Nigel, sticking with... Uh, uh, great to have Trixie's debut on the show, by the way. Thank you. Um, Nigel, sticking with Cardiff City, of course, um, when Wales plays play Turkey, that's at our place again, I think, isn't it? I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder, you know, Errol Buller to be there in, you know, with all his Turkish pals in, in, in the crowd. You know, yeah. um, sacrificing sheep before kick-off and stuff, you know. <laughs> Back in his Burberry gear. He was there last night, so you know where uh, a couple of people were sat with him now and talking with him last night. Um, but yeah, I, I think he enjoys watching the international stuff anyway. And if, if we had a couple of the guys away as well, haven't we? Shoppers played for Greece on the weekend, they won in Ireland. Um, so yeah, it came know, on towards the end, I think, didn't he? He only came on late, but um, I think, yeah, I mean, he and a lot Robinson got on as well, didn't See, he? Who needs Modric when you got Shoppers, eh? Well, well, Nigel, just to speak, stick with you for a second, because I know you know you've been to Turkey loads of times, yeah. and you and you you love you love Turkey, yeah. yeah, and you I think you love the Turkish people, brilliant, yeah. So uh, you know you know the Errol Bullet, he's you know he's the Cardiff City manager. Yeah. Wales are playing Turkey, massive match, you know, mixed emotions. Yeah, well, when I was, I've got a lot of put a lot of Turkish friends, but the um, strange thing was I was last there in June. Not long after Errol Bullock was made Cardiff City manager, yeah, they went into a couple of sort of uh, bars and restaurants with Cardiff City's shirt or whatever on, and they came up to me straight away. You've got Errol Bullock. I'm going to watch oh, your team. And follow your team. It, it, they all knew. Um, you know, it was a big deal for people in Turkey that Bullock is. So I did realise how well known, but obviously he was manager of Fenerbahce before um, quite recently. So that's why he is 
you know, so well known out there anyway. But yeah, it really did create a big interest. And then, even as I walking down the, you know, if you walk down the street with Carly City top on, dead old bullet, dead old bullet. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's amazing the recognition you get. I mean, it's a funny thing with you know with the, the, the Turkish, um, shall we say, um, ability to sell stuff is what I'm going with for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next thing, next thing you know now, you know, if we if we if we end up you know fairly high up the table, I don't know, as early days, but if we did, you know. You, you, you'll be going into a shop now. There'll be Cardiff City shirts everywhere, bullet on the back of it. You know, buy this, my friend. It's a genuine fake. You know. Well, I did. I did have my ten pound whale shirt down front here last night. Great oh, there job. You go. <laughs> yeah, they don't miss a trick, do they? They don't miss a trick. <laughs> Steve, Steve, what's your take on um, you know our, our old bullet so far? Well, pleasantly surprised, Steve. I think um, yeah. I don't think any of us probably on this broadcast here tonight would have. Forecast. What, what were you in, Nigel? Position? I've never heard of him when he, when he came oh, in. Never heard of the guy. So um, I, I, I think he's done really well. Um, I hope he's learned from some of his mistakes against Ipswich, Leeds, Leicester, which have been documented in previous shows. Um, and, you know, theoretically, if, if, if we had closed those games down, we could be sitting nicely in yeah. the top comfortably, yeah. which, which is beyond anyone's wildest dreams, isn't it, Steve? Let's be honest. I mean, um, you look, look how far Ipswich are ahead of third, you know. I mean, they're, they're going like a train. Unbelievable, yeah. It's a really strange season. You've got those two teams that are pulling away. But as we showed against Ipswich, we blew them off the park for the first half. Mm. And, you know, I think if Ollie Tanner had stayed on the pitch that game, we probably would have come away with three points. I suppose, so, David, there's kind of a... Um, there's kind of a, a little bit of a link. Sorry, Steve, I didn't mean to cut you off here, but I did. Um, uh, there's a little bit of a kind of a, a link there between Wales and Cardiff City. You know, when Wales pretty well, apart from two or three players, like like Steve said, had pretty well their strongest side out. And they, they look really good. It reminds me of uh, actually the Euros in 2016 when we had a couple of key players missing. We didn't quite quite look, look, look uh, as good because we don't have a massive squad. And with Cardiff City, you know, we've got 25 players, I think, on the books at the moment. Two of them are goalkeepers, several of them injured, you know. We can have a squad of nineteen on uh, for for a match day. We've got about twenty, you know, that we can pick from. So, you know, it, it's, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, Wales is has got the numbers of players that it has because it's a small yeah. nation. But all you said about young players coming through is great. But Cardiff yeah. clearly need to bolster the squad, don't they, moving forward? Well, yeah. I think it was at the um, uh, the Watford game. Yeah, it would have been in the Watford game. And I turned to, you know, one of the guys I sit by and I said, this is the first time I've noticed a Ramsey-shaped hole in the team mm. because the, the back four are, you know, pretty they decent. They pick themselves at the moment, don't they? Yeah, setting aside the the horror that was the Watford goal, the keeper's, you know, done, had a good season, Alwick, and mm. I think he's endeared himself to the fans. He was he was jubilant after the Jacks victory and he, he references jubilance to the Swansea fans. Well, that went down well with the home fans. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's all sorted. Um, is it, um, uh, Tete is, is looking a great deal up front. He's coming good, isn't he? Yeah. And, and, and the midfield is, you know, is industrious and solid, you know, mm. but there was this Ramsey shaped hole, particularly alongside Shopshish because I, if that's how you pronounce it, because Shopsis does, is that how you pronounce it, Nigel? Shopis. 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 Shopis does the the ugly work 
and he gives it to Ramsey to do the pretty stuff. And when you've got the two of them together, that works quite well. Ollie Tanner out wide, and then with the other players I mentioned in front. But um, you take one of those... If you took Ramsey, well, as against Watford, Ramsey and Etete out of the equation, and then you, you it's there's not a lot left. It looks it looks fairly sort of journeyman type. Now, is mm. Ramsey uh, sorry, is Colwell the heir to Ramsey's throne for Cardiff City? Maybe that's my big criticism there, Dave. And just sorry to butt in there, but the only thing I'd say about Bullet, and I looked at the fixtures and I thought, right, Rambo's out. It's an ideal opportunity now for you to bang Colwell in the team, the Rotherham game, um, for a few games, but you know, and, and play him centrally because when Colwell's, as we all know, come on the pitch this season, he stuck out wide right. And a lot of yeah. our is yeah. I, 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 I think all the last few city managers have been waiting to bring Colwell on when we're 3-0 up against yeah. tired defenders yeah. who've already lost the game, but we're never in that position. We're no. always bringing him on, trying to rescue the game or when the yeah. game's already gone. And it's it's not fair to the lad. Now, people would say, well, he's not a lad now, but he, he's still young, you know? Well, that's, that's my criticism, Dave. Well, when you look at the fixtures, and there were some nice fixtures on paper coming up, and I thought the Rotherham game's an ideal opportunity to stick him in number 10. Let's see how he does in the middle. But, of course, he keeps banging this drum where he's he's not doing the defensive work. When did a Glenn Oddle do, do defensive work? Well, exactly. That, you know, know. I'm going back a bit. But we you know, we all know that they, we've got that midfield, which is so defensive-minded with Winfield and Siopolis. Um, and it, it just needs a bit of ingenuity in there. And, you know, g- give the guy, especially against a Rotherham, give him a, a, a little bit of a, a free reign then, or as much as you can, to go and show you what he can do in the side, playing where he should be playing, not well, out on the front. Toshak used to say you need seven men to carry the piano and four men to play it. And he's, <laughs> he's one of the ones that plays it, you know. The thing about it is, Dave, we don't ask that you can flip flip the thing around. We don't ask, you know, uh, Windle and Siopolis to, to get up there and put that killer ball through yeah. or goals. So why would you ask then a creative player to come oh. back and, and do the, the ugly work when you know he's going to put that killer ball through or probably put one in the top corner? So but interestingly, interestingly, Tanner seems to have come from nowhere to be a name on the team sheet, and Tanner does do that backtracking. You know, he'll never have to buy a drink in Cardiff again after that goal against Swansea. But they got a song uh, about him, Dave. Did you know that? Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't sing it now, though. We'll, we'll <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. I, I am aware. I, I have heard those lyrics, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he does backtrack as well. So, you know, managers like workmen, like players... And in the championship, that's the sort of players that, especially the likes of, you know, Warnock, Mick McCarthy, that they turn to. We, as I said earlier, we, we haven't got the luxury, we're not in the luxurious position to bring yeah. on, you know, Colwell with the game already won. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, we were talking about Keane Ashford early on, if and when they play him, you know, w- you know, will he get a game in the FA Cup, for example, where, you know, Maybe, we're not... Uh, I think it's, um, it's problem with Colwell is that I think one of Bullets, you can't say it's false, but one of the things that stand out with him at the moment is that 
I think he sees roles, Wintle, and um, who's the other one in the office, as undroppable. And he's putting those three in central midfield no matter what. And as we've seen recently with Ramsey out, he's playing. He's trying to play Wintle in a more advanced role. And that's not Wintle's game at all. No. Um, but that is putting up, insisting on those three every game. And I tell you what, the defence of a, a Colwell or a Callum Robinson, who's also not getting game time at the moment. And, and they're, they're the quality But he, bring, he brings Robinson on and he, and he puts Robinson in midfield. And yeah. I think Robinson is more of a... He's more of a chopper, you know, Mm -hmm. central striker playing off the big man rather than he's not playing. You know, he's he's a Lineker type uh, player, I think. Um, I tell you what I'm impressed by relatively so is uh, Grant. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's getting to some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, he's getting but better. Take a look at some, at some of the sorry to put in again, Dave. Take a look at some of the West Brom goals when Grant and Robinson were in the team. You say the yeah. same thing, Steve. It, I, I mean, for me, mm. um, a boat is not a centre forward, but he keeps putting no. him in there and bringing him off. Yeah, and I watched those West Brom goals with Robinson, you know, teaming up and and Grant banging the goals in centrally, and Robinson, you know. Banging the goals in as well, so surely he must have seen that. But he, he persists on playing Grant wide, who, who's, who has improved, yes, the past few games. But why not? Because we haven't really got a centre forward until, if please, we sign Kiefer Moore or a another. Then why yeah. not try Grant in there with Robinson just behind him? I agree. That's, that's what well, I, I like. A Tete. I think a Tete has been yeah this in the last couple of games. If he's fit, yeah, but Ugbo's Ugbo's not a centre forward in the no, minute. No, no, maybe, no. Maybe, maybe. And we got a, we got a lot of dead wood. People like I don't know, Romain Sawyer's. I'm not quite sure what he does. Rinomoto doesn't bring all that much to the party. Yeah, and we got a we got a, a, a Romeo doesn't really impress me. Yeah. Which is why that back four uh, is so crucial. You know, Collins was carried a knock. I think the international break came at the right time. But we we need we did sign that guy. Uh, was it Tottenham or Arsenal uh, who played against Swansea? Can't remember the name. Double battle name. Young oh, the youngster. Yeah. Pardon? The youngster. Yeah, I can't he, remember his he, name either. I went to the um, the Swansea Cardiff game in the uh, Nathaniel Cup, mm. and he, he he looked quite good. You know, you know, big yeah. and strong, but composed yeah. on the ball as well. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, yeah, I, yeah, they send him from Spurs, haven't they? He used to make the Vetetes or something. Vetetes, yeah, I'd have to go and dig into my yeah, team. Sheets. I can't remember his name, but he's mostly quite promising and a big year. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's it's still- not, as you say, Dave, come on no end for the past, and you you can only you know tip of the hat there to the coaching staff who've who've obviously spent a lot of time developing. He's got about five goals. He looks. Yeah. He, he, I mean. Ugbo, I would never start the centre forward ever because he's just not a centre forward. Etete, yes. But then have a look around who else is in your squad. And if you haven't got anyone else, then for me, Grant and Robinson are the two you've got to think about because they're the ones that are going to score goals. Yeah, I, I made a similar point last week, Nigel, didn't I, about that, about um, the fact that Carlin Grant, you know, he got through against Watford and he blasted it over the bar, but yeah. He, he, the run was great, yeah. you know, yeah. and he and, and he, he, made, he made an intelligent run. And when you see mm. him with Robinson, they just had a fantastic um, partnership, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that's one of the you know if if we can think of problems this this season, I think the main ones that stand out, which we all know, we we haven't got the striker at the moment. So to be eighth when we don't really have a striker is really yeah. really encouraging. 
Um, and the injuries that we have are, are really affecting us as well. And we definitely needed this international break. I mean, I think we're missing potentially half the team last game. Uh, key players. Played. Yeah, and, and it, it is the big players that are missing, isn't it? It's not, you yeah. know, the ones who can, who can make They'd a big... They'd all be in that squad game. for sure, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, so I think if we can get um, somehow... I don't know what's going on with Ramsey, but let's just hope he can get back sooner rather than later. Um, you know, if we can stay in a run contention until the new year, then maybe we can give ourselves a, a good shot at it in January. But... Um, uh, yeah, I think some of the, uh, we can look, I think most games we can sort of question some of the tactics and substitution choices of uh, Bullet, but, you know, he's doing really well despite that. And I think you, he is learning. He is learning do you think, um, um, Steve, because I just made a good point there, I think, do you think there's anything in the fact that, you know, Errol is experienced in Turkish football, you know? Um, and it's kind of a different culture, isn't it? British football and championship is a kind of a different, different kind of. Uh, it's oh. you know more physical, and the matches come more regularly. It's just a different kind of game, maybe to some extent. It's bound to be a learning curve, I think, Steve. You know the frequency of the matches, as you just said there. You know, a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, Saturday or Tuesday, whatever Sunday, but the, the matches are you know are ongoing, aren't they? So. Um, but it looks like he's. You can't knock the guy because we're we're in a position which we would never. Ever, I mean, I was expecting maybe relegation just above the relegation zone. So you, you can't knock the guy. I mean, and like we said earlier, he could be higher. But he, he's hopefully he is learning, and hopefully you can see. I mean, we can all see that we we need a decent centre forward, and uh, yeah. let's uh, purse strings are released a bit in January. We can get someone in. But, and so Kiefer got two goals. You know. I don't know, case just case Gibraltar, but took them both, you know, they were classic key for more head and back across the box goals, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's just that, hasn't he? You know, it's just it's just what we need. And it, it, it's not only that, it's his movement and and the a presence. We he, he's yeah. got a and, and now and again, you know, okay, we're playing this new brand of football, which is the best way to play. But now and again, it doesn't hurt, as we've seen, to put your, as we saw last night with Wilson's goal, to put your foot through it. If you've got a decent centre forward, you can flick on. You've got Tanner bombing off him. You've got Rambo hopefully fit, just, just coming in behind him. A decent centre forward, a long ball from the keeper. It doesn't hurt every now and again. You don't have to have to play across your 18-yard box every two minutes. Well, that's the other thing we talked about a bit I just, uh, on last week's show, but we'll go back to it now because... Um, you know, it happened in the in the Premiership quite a bit actually the same weekend. But it was a, it was a a comedic goal. It was never there was no reason for it to be a goal. You know, it was just. Uh, what's your thoughts on that playing from the back stuff? Teams are getting caught all the time, Steve, aren't they? Even you know, as you mentioned there, you know, I watched the Brighton Liverpool game. I think it was even top Premier teams yeah. who are playing the right way are getting caught and conceding goals. And when I watched that, I, I, I jot stuff down. I thought I can't believe that this is the the right way to play all the time. Now and again, yes, it's great to play through the lines, but now and again, it doesn't hurt to put your foot through it if you've got someone, you know, a presence up front that can control the ball, knock it off, and you've got the, the wing backs or your or your or your wingers bombing on, just now and again, it doesn't hurt to play that way and take a bit of pressure off the back four. David's gone into the dark now. He's, yeah, I can't look at what I can't look at what I've changed. His mood, he was quite jolly. He's having a downer. He's he's gone into a dark, dark, gloomy spot. I don't. I can't work out how to resurrect it. Let me try again. Let you 
you know, get your get your. Uh, I might, I might leave the meeting and come back. Oh, oh, we've, done. Done. Steve, nice. we've got a few. Yeah. We've got a few messages. Brilliant. Let's have them. I'll read those. So, we're uh, our good friend Steve Thomas, who was um, in oh, London, actually, walking down the street and bumped into Mehmet Delman and Ken Chu, <laughs> just on the oh, yeah. down the street in London. So, uh, yeah. They were quite happy to have a chat with him. I think they were, they were quite chuffed that they were recognised by a Cardiff City fan. I think Dalman would have run a mile last season if he'd seen a City fan, but uh, he's doing well. So Steve said, uh, evening, gents, going back to the Wales game. Great result last night. Credit to the way they took the game to Croatia. But I have to say that was the poorest Croatian team I've ever, possibly ever seen. Well, that's uh, a different take, isn't it? Yeah, and I didn't think... Uh, what, really shocked me last night personally was how many times Croatia just put the ball out of play the pass they seem to be passing to the crowd half the night I think Watford must, did that a lot against us actually didn't they it must have been oh, 15 to 20 times I think I saw them pass out wide and it went straight out of the touch so um, Modric I know Modric is a great player but I didn't think he was influential last night you couldn't get the ball off him yeah. and he was great on the ball but he, he just didn't he's getting on a bit now though isn't he Yeah. That can mount that playoff challenge for us. Yeah. And then, go... Sorry, Nash, current. I was going to say, we've also got messages just from Chris, Chris Football CCFC. Hiya, Chris. Saying Hello, what Chris. a positive start to the season. And he's just looking ahead to the next couple of games, saying Blackburn are not on a good run at the moment and Huddersfield are down there too. But anyone can beat anyone in this league. But so, burn positive for good results. And, and yeah. that is the key thing for Cardiff. And if they come back this weekend and they're playing two teams, I think they're fourth and fifth or sixth from bottom at the moment. Neither of them having great seasons. So, yeah, two tricky away games, Blackburn and Huddersfield. But really, we should be looking to get, you know, uh, four points minimum, I would hope, from those two games. Nick a win and a draw. We, that we put ourselves in great shape coming to the Bristol game now. Yeah. The trouble is, of course, if we, you know, going back to the players who are out, some of them are out for quite a while. We don't know how long yeah. Ramsey's going to be out for. Odauda, I love Odauda. He's, he's going to be out, out for a while. Uh, and then, of course, if, you know, the last thing we want really is Jamila to, to pick up a serious knock and actually do his hamstrings like that. He's yeah. so good. And we haven't really got much back up there. And then even in that in that game where all of a sudden, you know, he stuck NG down the left and put Ebu Adams on the right. What that says to, to Romeo, I, I don't okay. know. But going back to what Steve said earlier, Nigel, um, I think he might be onto quite a good point there. Because if we think about um, Arnick and his um, distribution, he was trying to get the ball out wide uh, and, and you know, it was going into the crowd quite a bit. Yeah, when the distribution wasn't great in that Watford game. But if Kiefer Moore comes back in, going back to what Steve said about putting your foot through the ball and getting up the park a bit, you know, we've got someone like Kiefer Moore, who is a really excellent target man. He holds the ball up well, brings others into play. Like, like, really could be quite a big, significant breakthrough for us, couldn't it? Kiefer, Kiefer would transform this Cardiff City side. You know, if, if Kiefer was at Cardiff, we know he'd, He's 15 to 20 goals apart from what else he brings to the team. Um, a second half, he was playing quite a, quite closely to me. I was on the uh, sort of grandstand side. And what you don't realise with Kiefer is what good feet he's got as well. For a big man, he's got really oh, yeah. 
he's very skillful. In a couple of times, he sort of uh, nagged and tricked those Croatian players. He's very strong on the ball. They're, obviously, they're fearful of him, defenders, because he's got those attributes to his game. Um, and of course, yeah, that's what Cardiff are missing. We haven't got a target man up front this season. We haven't got anyone who can hold the ball up. So the fact no. that we're doing well without that, without having that available to us, is credit to the team. But we know if we had something like that, we could be better again. I what just don't you, Steve, as, as a renowned striker, what's your take on, on Kiefer Moore? You a big Kiefer Moore fan? Is that me, is it? Yeah, Steve. Oh, sorry, Steve, I missed that. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, He's he's the missing. Um, and if you put Kiefer Moore in the in our team for the first half of the season, I think we would be comfortably in the top six. He's he's the missing. It's it's like you just said there, and we said earlier. If you've got a target man that can hold the ball, the trouble is we're, we're knocking the ball. Even if even if we're playing through the just line, coming back, it's not sticking. It's not sticking. And yeah. and. Yeah, there's your, and look look how good he is in the air as well, Steve. But it's not only that, it's his movement. As a centre forward, you've got to move. And he, he he's a great mover in the box. You know, and, and the, like you I've said... I've heard you're a great mover, Steve. Sorry? I've heard you're a great mover. Hell of a mover, she said. <laughs> She's giving you the one-finger salute. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a dance routine, you don't know. <laughs> No, I um, think uh, I just hope um, you know he's, he's not getting the game for Bournemouth, is he? So I mean, no, you'd think you he'd, he'd want to play regular, and it's 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 a dream ticket for everyone, I think. If we can find the the finance to bring him in or whatever, whatever he wants, I don't know what do you think, well, Nigel. I think the well, I think the finance is there, Nigel, isn't it? You I think said, the finance is yeah. the uh, you know the the outcome on this Salah insurance case. I know that's put a. Mm. All of the club are disclosing the same. I know that's put a put a decent amount into the club coffers, and and I think I mentioned before, Bournemouth still owe Cardiff a million pound for the transfer out. So it it's probably just a case that they will write off that as as the deal just to, to offload him, and then it's it's a case of Cardiff covering his salary, I guess. So mm. I I could I'm sure the deal is doable. Um, and by all accounts, you know it could have happened in August. It just wasn't because of the. Uh, we were under the embargo and some of the complications with that at the time. So, you know, there's two games for Wales or that half he had at Wrexham and then last night showed that he's more than capable at this yeah. level. And he's offering, he could offer Cardiff just think qualities that we don't have in that position. We do want him doing well for Wales. Yeah. yeah. We don't want him doing, you know, John yeah. Hattricks and whatever, because the next thing you know, they may not want to get rid yeah. of him. You Someone know. else might jump in. <laughs> Bangs in two hat tricks in the next couple of games. Yeah, we'll never see him again. <laughs> uh, David Collins, um, I think he's made like I, I think it's his it's early Halloween thing. He just went into the darkness and slowly drifted off into the ether, you know, mysteriously. So, but thank still you, David. Coin, still on a coin meter. Yes, <laughs> but uh, good to have him on because it's it's not you know it's, it's interesting. Um, to have David on because he, he's you know because he's a journalist and, and and he covers the games. I probably told you some of this stuff before, Nigel. You know, I did some stuff for the club over the years, yeah, yeah. and I, I never managed to stay neutral. You know, I was just never and I could never quite pull that one off. You know, I was like yelling abuse from the press box with the other journalists tell, telling me off. You can't say that. You know, <laughs> but so it's it's difficult difficult thing to do is to, to remain objective, but. Actually, to widen oh, yeah. the conversation, Steve, I'll ask your opinion because you're you're a radio guy, yeah. So I had a, I had a conversation um, at Radio Wales years ago with a, um, a a journalist who has written books about about football, um, 
not necessarily a Cardiff City fan, but I think one of his books is about Cardiff City. And we were having this conversation and he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's BBC, mind you. You know, you've got to be objective. You know, you've got to be neutral. You can't show you can't show your true opinion. You know, you have to be you have to be neutral. So my opinion is totally the reverse. And I'll put this to you, Steve, and then bring Nigel on it. One of my um, radio heroes when I was growing up was Phil Suarez, you know. Yeah, I love I, I love Phil. I love Phil Suarez. You know, he couldn't be more biased. He couldn't be more Cardiff City, and he was a great broadcaster, great yeah. broadcaster, and a, and a great guy. But you know, I mean, I, if, if it was me running Radio Wales, you know, thankfully I I, I, I haven't applied, you know. But um, you know, I'd have instead of out of the most the most most biased North Walesian covering the Wrexham games, I'd have you know the Jack of Jacks covering the Swansea games, and I'd have you know the most Cardiff City person I could find to do the Cardiff matches because if you have that passion and uh, and enthusiasm it comes across and I think that's an audience winner so I think that they've got it wrong what's your thoughts Steve? Absolutely yeah I'd go along with that 100% Steve yeah always you know get the passionate ones in in, in the box and you know I, I can well I used to go away with when I was at real I used to go away with the sports team and uh, I got booted out of the box at the end because I just I just <laughs> well done I, I remember at Norwich about about three rows in front of us turned round when when we banged one in, but I I was a bit too passionate. But uh, yeah, one hundred percent. If you you know to, to have the right people commenting on the games, you know, get them in there. You know, well, you should be doing it, then, Steve. You should be on Radio Wales. You should be the city guy. I, I did try, but unfortunately, I, I knocked the door. But uh, I was turned away, Steve. There we go. Well, you know, it's a difficult one to get through that door. Nigel, what's your thoughts on that? I, I'm with you all the way, Steve. I, you, you know what it's like in this modern era, though. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, if you get a passionate commentator like that, you'll get for every 60 or 11, you'll get because 40. it's genuine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is these days. But yeah, I'm all for that passionate commentators. That's what it's about. People who listen to Cardiff City on Radio Wales are Cardiff City fans. So you want that's what you want to hear, isn't it? Somebody you can yeah. identify with doing that commentary. And likewise, I, I suppose the Swans in Newport Wrexham. It's the same as a, as a music presenter, if you think about it, Steve. If you've got someone that's passionate about music and knows their music, and you know, a couple of my friends are really good presenters, very knowledgeable, um, spend a lot of time on the internet and they get all the facts up there. If you're passionate about anything you do, it, that comes across. And people love that. People love passion. I even find that with the Cardiff City TV coverage, actually, um, Nigel. I mean, they, they do obviously work for and support the club but they they kind of they're not as passionate as i'd like them to be you know i'd like them to be uh, i'd like them to be more outspoken nigel's gone into thoughtful mode now he might have a touch of the david collins is coming on you still with me steve i'll keep talking so they're probably if they can hear me they might be thinking that um they may want to come out of the room and maybe uh come back into the room so i'll Unbelievable, Re uh, really strong. Uh, the guy who does Middlesbrough, the, the guy up north that does Rotherham, is really biased towards towards the Yorkshire teams. When you if you watch a Huddersfield yeah. game or something, and they know everything, they they got like an ex player um, in the in the box with them, and it's yeah. it's a really good listen, you know. And, West, and it, I did the West Brom one. They're, they're virtually like a double act. The guys yeah, at West Brom, brilliant. they're absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. But uh, ex players are great, aren't they? You know. Yeah, even yeah. the Rotherham game where they were watering the pitch, they weren't watering the pitch according to the two Rotherham boys. <laughs> yeah. We're just doing a bit of weeding. <laughs> 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 I, 
I, I I disappeared then. I don't know whether the, the, the live stream kind of broke down. About about that's that's my day. My, my no, it's still going. Down. It's still going, Steve. Ah, oh, great. My my car broke down this morning. I had to be towed home by the IRC, and now oh. I've got a massive bill coming my way. But I've got a great um. little radio story for you, Steve. You love this one. So um, I used to work for for Red Dragon. You know, the station doesn't exist anymore, so I, I, was like, I, I won't go into the full the full story, but I'll give you a flavour of it. So I used to work for Red Dragon FM, and um, and I was I was in the box at Cardiff City. You know, I was I was in there I was in there with Phil. You know, sometimes I was match day announcer, and I was having a conversation with Phil. And of course, they've got you on you know the radio term. Sorry, but you know they got you on pre-fade in the studio, so they can kind of kind of hear. And all of a sudden, this voice comes on across. Steve, we can hear every word you're saying. If we don't shut up, we will complain about you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was always told that if, if they, even if they're in the studio, don't, don't stand. In I front know, of them. I know. You know, you've got to get away from the mic, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> and I got caught up a couple of times, but you, yeah, you you need your wits about you when there's microphones there. Yeah, but Someone's the other thing to say as well. Um, Sorry, Steve, the other thing to say is if you you'll remember Phil, Phil Sparrows as well, yeah. no doubt. Um, you know, I won't I won't I haven't got time now anyway, but I, at some point I'll maybe I'll re regale him. I'm sure we've all got stories, Phil Suarez stories. Well, um I will maybe I'll, I'll share some of mine again, but I had some fantastic, you know, crazy good. times in that box with Phil. Anything from you, Nigel, about Phil Suarez as a kind of figure in Cardiff City folklore, I suppose. As a listener, yeah, to uh, on the old CBC radio, wasn't it? Where he Yeah. He sort of took it on, and uh, yeah, it was a passion that came with the commentary. And it was stories he heard. He was he's quite into his rock and roll, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, he was a drummer, to... wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Johnny yeah. Braden, the Graduates, I think was a band. Yeah, apparently he used to disappear for a half-time fag and not always be back <laughs> for the second half. I heard those stories as well. But yeah, he seemed a proper character, didn't he? And uh, yeah, he, and timely death too early. In a journalistic uh, context, Steve Tucker who used to be the Echo, and I got to know Steve pretty well. Yeah, he was very passionate about City, and you know, sometimes courting controversy, fellow yeah, controversial Dave figure, and things like that. But what a nice guy he was, and he. You know, when he got made redundant by um, uh, the Echo, he actually came and worked in the same company as me for a while until he, you know, tragically just passed one night. Then he's far too young again. But that's, I think that's what supporters like is, is people who put a bit of character into things. They're not for everyone, but the majority of fans identify with people like that. who have got that passion. You know that they'll stand on the terraces next to you and you know, they have a drink yeah. with you, that sort of thing, you know. And, and that's what came across with people like Phil and, and people like that, yeah. Well, I saw Ali outside, you know, outside um, on the way into match the other week, and everyone's coming up to me saying, "Hi, Ali, how are you?" and whatever. And he said, "Oh, you're going in the crazy end with me, are you?" You know, well, I got Ali on on the show. There's another, there's another character. Get you come on the show one week. Absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil used to drive a team bus as well. You probably know that, Nigel. Do you? Do you? That's right. Yeah. You know, never work for the club, son. You know, you never never work for the club because once you do, everything everything changes. And 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 when I did, you know. For that time, I can't. I kind of got that because you, you know, you, you got to like control yourself, you know. And I, 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 I struggle with that. Steve, you, you make, you make a great match day announcer at Cardiff City. I reckon you'd be going for that as well. I'd love to do it. Yeah, love to. I was touted when I was at Real to do something like that, but um, I think they were trying to strike some sort of a deal, like a you know sponsorship yeah. thing. A apart from the fact we got the obviously we got the uh, the Bristol City game, you know, at some point yep. uh, coming up, um, you know, to look forward to. I suppose we want. Um, it's a shame. I think there's not more Cardiff City players in in the Wales squad actually, but there you are. There's only one from Swansea, I think. So it's not you know, don't feel so so, so bad about it. 
So we end up just talking about um, Wales, I suppose, you know, uh, a couple of more big games to come. Do you think Wales are going to, you know, I, I think they're going to get on over the last couple of matches, uh, Nigel? To me, it looks like all the teams could end, the top three could end up on 16 points, didn't it? And Croatia are going to win their last two, surely against Latvia. And home, I think it's home to Armenia in a way against Latvia out there. So I can't see them failing not to win those last two games. So the, the key one for us is getting that win in Armenia. Um, and we owe it to them. That was, it, it, what a, you know, if we hadn't messed up that night at home against them, we, we, yeah. we'd literally be on the plane now, wouldn't we? But yeah. I think if we can beat our, Armenia out there, um, yeah, they're just going to ride the tide in, in that home game against Turkey, who will already be qualified anyway. So, you know, how much will they want to go for it? I don't know. But it, it's doable. And, you know, 36 hours ago, he wouldn't have said that. So no. it's amazing um, how one result has just changed everything in the group, you know, because we're now second, aren't we? We're above Croatia because of the head-to-head results against them. So as long as we get two wins, there's yeah. nothing they can do to stop it. Uh-huh. We're also 95% guaranteed now for the playoffs, which would be a home semi, but probably an away final. So you don't really want to take that second chance because it's that's not an easy route at all, but it is there for them. So even if it does go wrong in those two games, you know, they do have another chance. And I think, I would hope that last night did inspire them and give them some confidence, which yeah. arguably they were lacking. I, I'm not sure the belief was there. I, they were definitely wounded because of some of the comments that have been made last week and they're close to Paige. And I, I yeah. mentioned Mooney later, uh, earlier. I think the comment where he said, he, he did factually say, we're going to review what's happening with Paige at the end of the campaign was the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. And for Ben Davis, the captain, to come out and say he should keep his mouth shut on those things, it's quite telling. They felt like there was a bit of a split in the camp, but yeah. for whatever reason, I don't know if that was the cause of why Wales were were right at it from the off last night. But um, yeah, if they, it did, then perhaps it was a masterstroke by Mooney because it worked. <laughs> one of the things that Rob Page said, which was quite nice, he said they had a two and a half minute video of, of Wales doing great things, you know, to kind of wind them up and inspire them before they went out and obviously worked. Uh, do you think Wales can make it? I think they can, though, Steve, yeah. Let's hope they, um, they get at Armenia. There's no reason why we can't beat Armenia away, is there? You know, we, you know, after that performance there, they can go into that next game full of confidence and then on to Turkey with what an atmosphere that's going to be. That's going to be a crazy night if we're in that position where we need to beat Turkey. You know, I can. it'll be absolutely buzzing down there, won't it, you know? Well, thank you both for being on the panel. Thanks also to David, who, you know, just, as you say, made it like a puff of smoke, you know, early kind of panto disappearance, but nice to get him on. See ya. Cheers, Bye-bye. Steve.